What's going on, Skytown? Welcome to another edition of the Skyhook Podcast. My name is James Kay, and today I'm actually going to be doing this podcast alone. And, you know, Chris and I weren't actually planning on doing a podcast today. He's actually in LA because he's got this super exciting opportunity that I won't spoil because if he wants to talk about it on the podcast, I'm going to let him do that. But I did want to talk about something that happened yesterday with how the coverage around Cordy Vandersloot passing Lindsey Whalen on the all-time career assist list, just how the media really, really failed on this one. They really fucked it up. That's what I was about to say when I stopped there. The media really fucked this one up. And I'm sorry for the harsh language, but it has been really difficult having to see this team for four years constantly being ignored. And I want to get into all this in a second, but I just felt like I needed to do a podcast to talk about some things that I've experienced in WNBA media. And just as someone that really, I'd like to keep up with journalism in terms of consuming news around journalism. And there's just certain things that I want to share that I know other WNBA media friends of mine feel the same way about. And I've been venting to them throughout the entire season. And this came up yesterday. So it kind of turned into something that is worthy of a podcast. So before we do that, though, I should say before I do that, because I'm talking to a microphone by myself, I do want to start with the positive because the sky did go 2-0 this past weekend against the Liberty and the Sun. And I think that we I should just touch on that briefly because I know you all are here more for how Chris and I break down the games and stuff. So I'm going to just quickly touch on that at the top. So, you know, Courtney and Ka have, <laughs> they really led the way these last two games with Candace Parker just being out with a non-COVID related illness. I mean, they really stepped up and delivered in a way that the sky just needed to. I think these were big wins, you know? So actually, before I get ahead of myself, the sky beat the Liberty 89-81 last Friday. And then they beat the Liberty by one possession in overtime yesterday. So I really think that these were big wins. This is something that we saw last year with the sky, how they just cannot take any game for granted. And with the seating, the way that it was, the way that it worked out. I mean, what they did last year is something that is really hard to replicate. So for them to win some of these games that they should win, I mean that in the sense with the, when it can't, when it comes to the Liberty, I do think this guy should have like went into that matchup knowing that they should win that game, just given how the Liberty are playing, but it's still a tough team. I mean, the Liberty do have enough firepower where if you are not at a hundred percent and, you know, again, Candace wasn't available and the on and off splits between how the sky play with her versus without her, I think is pretty significant, but the, the Liberty are a tough team when you're not at a hundred percent and they, I mean, they've got pieces. This is a 12 team league. Every game that you play is going to be tough to, to win. And the sky were able to pull out that win at Wintrust before going to Mohegan and they beat up on the sun a little bit. I mean, they had a 17 point lead at one point, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm not really that sold on the sun. Honestly, I'm not at least not as much as other people are, but they are statistically one of the best teams in the W and Kurt Miller just knows how to get the most out of his players. 
Side note, if you haven't seen Nia Clouded play over the last couple of games, you should. She's someone that, I'm, if you're a Sun fan, you should be excited about moving forward. But yesterday was a huge win, especially for the Sky, because we talk about the Sky being the best team in the league. But when you look at the standings, they only have a, they're only up one game against the Aces right now. So all of these games that they're playing are going to be so important when it comes to home court advantage down the road. So Yesterday was a huge win, being able to take out the Sun without Candace Parker. And I really thought that James Wade especially managed his rotations well without Candace in the lineup because, I mean, I guess the way that I should phrase this, like, I think he should get credit for going with Rebecca Garner in the closing minutes of that Liberty game when Helly Quigley was get, like was hot for most of that game. But I think the last couple minutes before – she exited, like she started to cool off a little bit and Wade went with Rebecca Gardner, which that's a tough move. I think a lot of coaches probably would have stuck with Allie Quigley in that moment, just given her status on the team in the league. And James went with probably what was the best decision and the sky were able to pull out that win. And same goes like, like on the other side of it, when in that some game where Rebecca Gardner was getting more minutes than Allie Quigley at one point, he went with he traded defense for offense, which ended up winning the sky that game with Allie Quigley really providing that spark off the bench, which is weird to say because she started. But, you know, again, Rebecca Gardner was playing more minutes than Allie at that point. So I really thought that these were big wins for the sky from the standings perspective, from just making sure the momentum is carrying over to the playoffs, because I've seen so many teams across all professional sports that get hot at one point maybe it's even like you're 85% through the season but then you cool you start to cool off a little bit that that 95% mark and things fall apart in the playoffs and i think that the urgency that this team does play with and they have that day-to-day -day mindset that James Wade likes to talk about and that's the reason they're still in first place and have that one game lead with six games left in the schedule so that all was important to talk about, obviously, but I'm glad it's out of the way because this is the part that has really been eating at me. Just about how local media and honestly, national media too, when it comes to the sky, I just, and some of these other teams as well, it's not just the sky, just continues to ignore these teams and specifically the sky. I mean, Courtney Vandersloot became the third all-time career assist leader and only one story was written about it. One story, you know, and I just don't quite understand how this continues to be an issue. Like I do understand, obviously, as someone that's in the industry and gets denied all the time story ideas related to this team, just that I just, I, I look around the local media market right now and I see teams that have no business being whispered in the same air I can whisper in the same sentence as the sky that are getting more coverage than the team is right now and like you know what let me take a step back if this was the Chicago Bulls if this was the Chicago Bulls we would have seen stories about their legend whoever it may be climbing the all-time accolades totem pole before the season even started okay it's just how the business works and even like the weeks leading up to it we would have seen outlets generating noise around this achievement because 
look, this is like clicks are currency right now, that open rates are currency in terms of like newsletters. And if you're showing that people are interested in your work, I mean, you're just going to try to generate as much content as possible and try to be the first one to do it, which is a whole can of worms that I'm not going to dive into right now. And I'm not saying that men's sports coverage should even be the golden standard for sports journalism, but I do know for a fact that the people making the decisions about how to invest resources into coverage and which teams they should put those resources towards, that's exactly how they would have done what I just laid out. Again, they would have been writing about this from the onset of the season and weeks leading up to it. And there was just one story published about Courtney hitting this mark. I mean, it, I honestly, I feel so naive, man. Like I feel so fucking naive and I'm sorry for the profanity, but I really thought after the sky won a championship after Chicago unofficially adopted this team after winning that title, after they sold out their season tickets after we've even like, even as the season has progressed, that attendance has nearly doubled since last year. I really thought, I really thought that there was just going to be more substantial coverage in this area covering this team. And I know that probably some of you are listening to that right now and thinking like, Hey, idiot, like, of course that was going to happen. Look at how, outlets have treated women's sports in the past and continue to. I'm like, honestly, I'm with you. I feel fucking stupid right now. And it's so demoralizing because I do, I want to do what's best for this space. I want to give you people content outside of this podcast and stories about the sky that might not be told otherwise outside of what, I don't know, outside of what Annie's doing, any costable to Chicago sometimes. Um, you know, she's doing it full time covering this team and we don't have another person out there working for one publication doing this work full time. And it's tough because there's one part of me that's furious with how this team is being covered and the outlets that continue to ignore this guy. And then there's the other part of me that knows that there are very real problems going on in journalism right now, and especially in newsrooms like Take the Chicago Tribune, for example, and I'm not saying this, like I don't have any inside baseball about how things are going in on there. Like the extent of my communication with them is pitching them stories, sending them the stories and potentially talking to them about like what I can do better. Like I don't, I don't have, I don't talk with them any more than outside of that. And, you know, you can actually go ahead and read about what I'm about to talk about. I mean, there's this situation from last summer that journalists were horrified by when Alden Global Capital bought Tribune, excuse me, the Tribune Publishing Company and just slashed newsrooms. I mean, this is something that went beyond just the Chicago Tribune. That's just one publication that was owned by the Tribune Publishing Company. I mean, there's also The Current, which Alexa Philippou, who is now at ESPN, she used to write there. And she at one point was tweeting out about how the newsrooms would take advantage of how hardworking they are by, because when you slash newsrooms by over half of the people that work there or give them buyouts to leave and just let the remaining people just figure out the rest of the pieces. I mean, it's just, it, it is tiring. It makes you think about how you, you have to invest your resources and 
you know, one of the things, like, I do feel bad for the Tribune right now because of how, like how they're trying to figure out things right now, I believe. I mean, just what it seems like on the surface, like, I, I guess I can give this example. Like, I tried to see if they could hire me full-time to write about women's basketball. And, you know, I, I had that hope, which, again, I feel naive about. But I had that hope that maybe that would be something they'd be interested in just because the numbers, they said, were looking good after the – finals ended and they told me that they couldn't do that because they needed a general assignment reporter. So the other reporters can have a day off every once in a while. Those are the situations where I'm like, okay, I understand where publications are coming from when it comes to coverage, because it's something that you need to be able to have, you have to be able to support the entire newsroom. And at the same time, you're still picking men's sports over women's sports let's not kid ourselves here. Like you're anytime you say that you want to like, we just have to focus on the teams that we're focusing on. Like you are blatantly making a decision like that. And this isn't just, that's not just the tribune by any means, but it's like you're making a conscious decision to not report on women's sports. And it's frustrating um, because again, I give the tribune a pass with that because there are places that do have the funding that on the basketball end, excuse me, um, on the basketball end, they have two NBA reporters. They only try to hit like a woman's sports coverage quota so that they have an alibi for when people start to point at them and scream and being like, why aren't you talking about this big thing that just happened in women's sports? I think about the ringer, just as if I'm going to name places, I don't want to just, I'm, again, I was like more defending the Tribune than anything else when I talked about them. But like, I think about the Ringer, who they have a brand of talking about sports and culture. And I can't think of a better subject than the WNBA for being able to talk about basketball and culture because the two are so immersed and they're just so entangled with each other that it's like, how is the Ringer has a new NBA story out every week, every day, excuse me. But then they don't look at the W for like a summer when things are drying up in terms of content and they're not going to write about the WNBA. It's like there's these one thing that you'll hear about is that people will say, look, we wrote this story about the WNBA, but guess what? It just didn't get the views that it deserved or we thought that like it would be worth to continue to report on it because, look, it only got this amount. It's like if you don't invest in full time coverage, you're not going to see the results you want because people aren't going to your website thinking that they're going to find a WNBA article, for example. They're not looking for it there. When people start going to your website more because they think there's an expect, they have that expectation of going to your website for the coverage of the, of the thing that they want, you're going to see those numbers rise. those numbers rise. So to bring it back down to the local level for a second, there really is no excuse for ignoring this story And I don't want to hear anything about this not being on the news desk's radar because these publications have people that work at night who have jobs dedicated to finding stories and writing blurbs about those stories. And even though this deserved way more than just a blurb, like you can write something based on a press release that a team sends out. And all these places they all get those press releases. Okay. Like all WNBA teams probably seek out 
those local publications to be like, make sure that you're on our emailing list so that you get all of our press releases and all those places get those press releases. And otherwise that just makes the situation even worse. So if they're not even on the list and that's on them for completely ignoring the WNBA, (laughs) if they're not in that list. So I guess, I don't know, like, I guess another thing that I find perplexing right now, and I touched on it a little bit, but it's just like right now as on August 1st at 5.43 p.m., there are no teams in Chicago that are more relevant than the Sky at Red Stars right now. And, you know, I, I don't know enough about the latter to do a full podcast on it, but I sure as fuck know that the Sky are more newsworthy than the Cubs and White Sox right now, right? <laughs> They're... I mean, like the Bulls are in the offseason. And I mean, what is there really to talk about in the NBA on August 1st right now that, again, is more newsworthy than a championship team? Like the Blackhawks are a disaster on and off the ice. Like the Sky have three finals MVPs, the third all time assist leader, and one of the greatest shooters in basketball history. Like, how is that not a goldmine? of content for you to just be able to open up. And even if you're just sending freelancers on it for now, like how do you not just invest even a modicum amount of resources to a league and team that's just like relevant right now and people want to read about. And like, I hope this next point is the biggest thing you take away from this episode. That's probably already going too long. This is deeper than not having resources. Okay. Because the data indicates that, It's ridiculous from an editorial and business standpoint to not invest in consistent women's basketball coverage. Indisputable, okay? And I just don't want to see another publication out there be like, well, look at the numbers from this one story that we did. Because it's BS. And anyone who knows anything about journalism knows that's not how developing a beat works. The reason that this is happening is because of those who are making the decisions about what should and should not get published Those people do not value women. And let's take it even a step further. They don't value black women. They don't value non-binary athletes. They don't care about it in the same way that they do about other men's sports leagues. And it is as simple as that before looking underneath the surface about with all the complexities that come with that. Look, I'm also like... (laughs) I don't, I hate to be the pointing the finger guy because anytime I, I see that person, I just think of Twitter and I hate Twitter. You know that by now, but like, I'm not a person who thinks when there is a problem with anything in life, I'm not even talking about sports coverage right now. I'm just talking about a disagreement you may have with your family member or just anything, honestly, like I'm just not the person that thinks the blame falls hundred percent on one group or person or entity because things are more complicated than that. And there's things that happen in the background that contribute to the results that we see that we don't know about. It's just kind of a principle that I have that I try to apply to media certain times, but like, you know, I, and then what I'm going to take a step back to in case, in case my media friends are listening to this, just like, I do think the W can handle the way in which it talks to media a little bit better than it does right now. Um, I do think that is actually something that's holding back this league. And 
I will never understand like how teams feed NBA reporters huge breaking news when there's like a local reporter working tirelessly to cover your team. Like the Sun Times just started flying Andy Coswell to Sky Road games. Like I know I've been again being so negative on this podcast, and I really I didn't want to be. I I wasn't even planning for this this morning. But oh my god, her being able to go to the road games and travel with the team is just such a huge win for women's basketball, man. Like. I even say that as someone who like competes with Annie, like the team should give her every scoop because you should reward the outlets that dedicate their time and resources to covering your team, man. Like, ugh, it's tough. Like, of course I want to be a part of that group and independently I am, but I'm not going to pretend like what Annie is doing with her publication isn't more important than what I'm doing. And I'm just, it, it kills me. Like any, I'm telling you any, should break every fucking free agency news that comes out this upcoming January, because what the sun times has said now about like is shown, I should say about valuing women's basketball coverage enough to, again, not only just have someone on the beat locally, we don't have other people doing that full time, but also to send her out on road games now, like that's a major thing that's happening now. That's going to put pressure on other local media people to step up and, invest in that coverage potentially. So, and look, uh, there are other things that I think that the league needs to improve on. And I'm not, that's a whole different podcast. I guess, look, this is the point that I'm trying to make. There's blame to go around when it comes to WNBA coverage, but I'm also done hearing local media saying that they can't do stories on the sky when, let's take an example from like two weeks ago, like when there was the MLB All-Star game, there are people who couldn't like couldn't afford or like just didn't get the okay to be able to fly out to LA. They were all there at the Sky's practices and the Sky's practice, I should say. And like the thing I'm going to keep pointing to is they're just trying to fill a women's sports quota because it was convenient for them to when the MLB was off that they can just go and give the Sky a little bit of coverage just because. Okay, well, I guess we have to fill space somehow. I, I just don't know how to handle that anymore. And honestly, this podcast is probably more for me than it was for you. But the one thing I'm going to just, I want to finish this up with is for the sake of this space and the work that we want to continue to do here, like please engage with the publications that do the work because there's ways to support the work without having to pay money. It just takes a little bit of time. Like, God, we all love Annie's work. I read it every day. And have you told the Sun-Times that you go to their website because of Annie's work and wanting to read more about the WNBA? Like, if you've gotten that, like, free subscription, like, you can let them know that this is what you're there for. And it's same thing. Like, it goes all the way down the line. Rate and review your favorite podcast, this one specifically. Um, no, I'm joking. But, I mean... You know what I mean? It's like, just continue in all the ways in which you can make this work more well-known. I hope that you can take the, just those couple minutes out of, your, out of your day to do it because local media isn't going to, and not even just local media, like how many ESPN stories or features have you seen on Candace Parker, Emma Miesemann, I mean, Kalia Copper, like I think about all the ones that haven't been written about that I'm just shocked that we haven't seen more national news about the sky and it's all there, but I think that there's the onus on us as well. And I feel 
petrified putting a podcast like this out there, given that maybe this impacts my career um, and people's willingness to hear my pitches as well. That I mean, I battled with that the last couple of hours before doing this, but it's going to take us to put pressure on publications to invest in women's basketball coverage and women's sports coverage, because until that pressure is applied, I'm not sure how much more progression there's going to be. And at least it's not coming fast enough and at a rate that is acceptable in my eyes, but yeah, that's it for this episode. I'm, I know that this was hearing, having to hear me talk for fucking 15 minutes must've been horrible. I am, I'm not excited about editing this podcast for that reason, but I appreciate you all taking the time to listen to this if you have. And honestly, if you want to go support the show, go to the episode description because I'm, I'm all tapped out today, man. I'm all tapped out. I appreciate you listening to this edition of the Skyhook podcast and until next time.